Boy, that was fun. Some kind of fun there, I'll tell you. It's never a dull moment when you get fish and rojo together. Never a dull moment. And Rabbit will kick in every once in a while. He was pretty calm today, because I guess because we're in church and it's Sunday morning, he's, he's going to behave himself. But uh, hey, it, it's a lot of fun to be here today. It sure is. I tell you, it's a beautiful day. And, and just to get to do this, it's re- it's, it's, I'm real nervous. Really, really nervous. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. But yet it's, it's a fun thing. And uh, Big Boy's got it up there for me. It says, why I love the Lord. And uh, last year I, I, I spoke on uh, a good, good father and how God was a good father. And he was an example for us fathers how to be a good father. And I guess uh, this is another sermon or commentary or devotional or however you want to put it. I hate to say the word sermon because I certainly don't want to consider to be a preacher, but uh, uh, on how we love the Lord and how the Lord is our Father and He's a good Father. So I guess it kind of runs together. But uh, many years ago, I, I say many, 10 or 13 or 12 or somewhere, I know I was living up here. I would heard a sermon on why I love the Lord and I cannot remember who preached it. It was a certain bunch of guys that I used to listen to all the time, Robbie Zacharias or John MacArthur or David Jeremiah or one of them, but I can't find it. But the sermon is always stuck in my head. And any time I'm thumbing through my Bible and are we preaching in something and I run by Psalms 116, I think about that. And I said, you know, I'm going to put something together and write down some notes of that. I think I, me and you even shared it, Michelle. One day I talked about it, and I know me and Dana did, but uh, it, was a great, it was a great thing, and it, and and. If you think about it, and somebody asks you, you know, why do you love the Lord? You know, uh, there's so many answers. But David had put it to, to uh, scripture in Psalm 116. So I'm gonna do the best I can. I hope I don't butcher it up too bad or mess it up. I feel sorry for Russell. I think last time I saw Russell was at church camp last year, and I and I butchered up some kind of little thing Dusty had put together. But uh, so I, I apologize, Russell, for you to have to listen to me again. You're great. But uh. I'm going to open us in prayer and then we'll get started. Uh, Lord, uh, I come before you now, dear God, and I just, uh, as I studied this word, Lord, and I just dug into it, I just, I leave everything to you, Lord. I just pray that you'll just, just speak through me and give me the strength and give me the, the wisdom and the knowledge to, to speak your scripture to these folks today, dear God. I just pray that uh, if they get just one little tidbit of it, that it'll be, that I'll be so happy, Lord. Uh, I pray that uh, they don't stumble over me and, and my mistakes and everything that I do while they're headed to you. Uh, Lord, uh, you are awesome and you're a mighty God and uh, we can't have anything without you. And we do truly love you and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'll read the scripture first. We'll go all the way through. It's just going to be 1 through 9. It says, uh, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. 
when I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. So, when you ask yourself, in my notes here I said, uh, why do I love the Lord? Because He listens to you. Because He hears my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. And whenever you think about Him listening to you, think about talking to somebody sometimes, you know, and He's, he's really listening. He's not like uh, when you're talking to one of your buddies or somebody and uh, they're checking their email or they're texting somebody, you know, and they, oh yeah, and they're nodding their head. They're not listening. This is the Lord. And He's, and he's doing this. You know, like, Whenever it's cool in March and we when we listen in early at daylight, you know, for to hear that turkey gobble, he's inclining that ear down on you. And I mean, he's listening. He wants to hear it, and you got his one hundred percent undivided attention. And I mean, that's that means a lot, you know. And uh, so, uh, do you remember any time in your life? The next note I have here says, "I'm going to ask you." Do you remember any time in your life when you called on the Lord in prayer and He instantly answered it? Do you remember any time whenever He gave you a full change of heart at that instant moment of something that you were praying about or something you were worried about? Uh, you know, I could, I could name, I mean, this prayer list is full and we could name praise reports up and down this thing. You know, and uh, some of them aren't answered yet. You know, so... You, have to, you know, whenever you think about the times that you've called on him and he's answered it instantly and uh, he fixed situations that you've been in, you know, like you may be having, you may be running into trouble and you know you're going to have conflict that day, you know, in, in, the, in the job force and the workforce, I use that as an example a lot because I do that all, almost all the time, uh, having to deal with folks and, and you know you're going to run into situations, so you just bathe it in prayer. You know, you just bathe it in prayer. How, how am I going to handle this, Lord? I, I'm not going to handle it. You're going to handle it. So you show me as, as I walk through this walk today how I'm going to do it. You know, no different than my oldest girl getting married last week. People ask me, you know, I, I, my buddies that have daughters that are soon to be getting married, and they say, uh, how did you handle this? You know, and I'm like, man, I, I didn't. I didn't handle it. You know, God handled it. You know, he helped me through it because it's tough. And any of you that haven't had a daughter get married yet, it's going to be tough. And you better bathe it in prayer. And you better bathe it in prayer with your wife and your kids and your daughter. And you better start doing it now because it is tough and it's hard. And, uh, and knowing that he has that ear inclined on you and he hears you and he gives you comfort and he helps you get through it, that's, that's a faith builder. you know, And that's, that's why you love the Lord because he's there for you and he's inclining that ear upon you as you pray. Uh, many times we've prayed prayers and we haven't seen that instant answer or that instant gratification of okay he got that you know and and you know you may not you may not get that answer right then it may be weeks or months from then you know and 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 then you see it and then you're like oh yeah that's good he he answered that prayer he healed that person or he fixed that that problem that that they were having you know so then sometimes he's not going to answer that prayer. 
sometimes he says no. You know, sometimes he knows more than what you know. He, he knows what's best for you is how I should say it. Uh, let's see what I got right here. Uh, he knows what's best. Sometimes his greatest acts of love are protecting us from what we think is best. You know, we think we want something answered. We want it done our way, but, but he knows how it needs to be done. He knows how we need it to be, and that should bring us comfort knowing that, you know, even though it's uncomfortable that he didn't answer your prayer, it's comfortable because you're in his will, because he, he done, you're doing what he wanted done. You know, you, may, you, you, you lose your grandma, you know, or you lose your family member, and, and he didn't answer that prayer for them to get well. He answered that prayer for them to get well with him, to go with him, you know, and, and for him to take care of them. And uh, I think that's, that's a, comforting, a comforting thing, you know, that, that you're in God's will, that he answered that prayer because he knew what was best for you at that moment, and it wasn't what you thought. So, uh, and I put a note here that he loves me more than I love me. He, he, he loves me more than I do. And, and verse 2, it says, uh, because he turned his ear to me and, and he hears me is why I love him. And uh, I'm going to call on him as long as I live. And that's a comfort there that you can call on him as long as you live. You know, you're going to call on him for the rest of your life. You love him because you can call on him for the rest of your life. And he's going to incline that ear and he's going to answer those prayers. And he's going to take care of you the entire time. All right? So let's go to uh, verse 3. And this is where it gets confusing. Boy, I chopped this all up. It is just so messed up. It's confusing my, no, my notes, not this, not this right here. But uh, the cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. And that's... that's uh, and some, you know, and, and I get, I, I kind of studied this, and I've tried to break it down, and I thought that that might have been death, as in my sin. You know, uh, the consequences of my sin was death. So uh, Jesus saved me. So God provided my salvation, and that's the the death that's entangled me. But I think it probably could be uh, David talking about all the the turmoil and the things and the, that he was going through, all the stuff that he had messed up on. And it was entangling him, and it was tying him up, you know, and he was really messed up because he, he, he wasn't doing right. And then in verse 4 it says, Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. And he saved him. He fixed it. He fixed the problems. He delivered him from it. He delivers us from it. And, uh, and he saved him. That, I, don't, I don't know if that was uh That could be the salvation part. But then again, down, on down, I'm going to get into that a little more. And... Uh, <coughs> But he saves us because we call on his name. And the Lord is gracious and righteous, and our God is full of compassion. So I took and I pulled up the, the Webster's Dictionary of Gracious. I heard a pastor one time put it as uh, Christianese. You know, all this grace and mercy and compassion and all that God has. If you pull up Webster's Dictionary on gracious, it says uh, the Lord is gracious. You know, he's, this, this stuff here doesn't even scratch the surface of how gracious God is. 
and, and how courteous he is, how polite he is, how civil. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's worldly things. The grace that God gives us, like Mr. Greg told me one time, I call him Greg, I, I can't call him Mr. Greg because he don't like it. We can't even summon our next breath without the grace of God. You know, without, the, without God. We can't even call our next breath. So, uh, and how righteous and how full of compassion that he is the forgiveness of our sin and the forgiveness of, of all that we, that we do wrong and, and the, just how he sits back and, and uh, forgives us for it over and over and over. You know, it's just, it's, it, that's, that's another reason why we love him because uh, he's gracious, he's righteous, and he's full of compassion for us. That's another reason why I love the Lord. Verse 6 says, uh, I love the Lord because he protects the simple-hearted. And when I was in great need, he saved me. So it's just continually praising God for saving him and protecting him in all the situations that he goes through. And uh, let's see what my note says. Yeah, because he protects me and he watches over me. And, you know, you pray for that protection. We pray for it everything we do. Uh, we pull out of the driveway going on vacation, you know, we pray for that protection, for that traveler's grace. Before a ball game, we pray for the, for the protection of our, our players. Uh, a race car event, you know, we pray for that. And we pray for that protection. And he's inclining that ear on them. And he's listening to that prayer. And he's protecting them. And he's watching over them. Uh, let's see. And this is my favorite one. And Ernest always grins when I talk about this. Verse 7. Uh, Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. The rest that we get just from being here today. You know, we've tuned out. We've turned all this world off. All this, you got this, if you got that, or you're doing this, if you, you met this deadline. You know, the rest that we get from the Lord that, gives, that He gives us when you lay down at night and you can and you can take a deep breath and you can say, Thank you, Lord, for this rest and comfort that you give us, the hope that we have, that you're answering these prayers, the th- the thankfulness, the mercy and the grace that you have for us that gives us this comfort and this rest in our soul that we know who you are and what you are and what you've done for us and how you provide for us. That's what I like. I like the rest. I like the comfort. And that's what I pray for when I pray for people on this prayer list. I pray for to give them rest. You know, as they're in this battle or this turmoil with these radiation treatments and, and, the, and, and, and the, the discomfort, you pray for that rest for their soul, for God to answer that prayer or just to give them comfort in whatever they may be going through, to give them that rest. I like, that. I like to have that rest. If you didn't have that, could you imagine how your life would be? Without that rest. Alrighty, now number verse eight says, For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death. Well that's that's where the salvation comes in, I believe, because he delivered his soul from death. You know, so I, it sounds a whole lot like salvation to me. I love him for my salvation. I love him for providing me with this perfect plan of salvation with Jesus Christ and Calvary. And how simple it is to have Jesus in your heart, to love Him and believe who He was, was who He He was, who He said He was, 
and he done what he done for us. He carried that burden to Calvary. And it wasn't just the beating. It wasn't just the whipping and the thrashing. Really, it was the burden of all our sin. Not what we've done, but what we're going to do. That was a heavy, heavy burden. Me and Big Boy talk about it a lot. You know, when you think about the beating and the whipping and the crucifying, man, that's horrific. Horrible. You know, nobody, but the sin and God having to turn his back on him because it was so much sin on him at Calvary. That was a that was a a lot of sin. Just mine was a lot. And just think about how much was on him. And uh I've lost my spot here where I need to be. So he delivered our souls from death because we he gave us that perfect plan and he gave us that salvation. He gave us Jesus. You know, he gave us what we needed. What we need, he gives us what we need. And if you don't know that need now, then that's where we have to to figure out. You have to get with one of us. If you don't know that Jesus died for you and he can cover that sin, and he and, and you can go to heaven and you can have this rest and this comfort and you, and uh if you don't know that you have to get with me or Shan or brother Ernie or somebody and let us talk to you about it and uh it says here uh for the Lord you have delivered uh, I love the Lord for you have delivered my soul from death my eyes from tears my feet from stumbling that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living my notes here says it's not just uh where I go when I die that he gives me comfort with. It gives me comfort of my walk here on this earth. It gives me the hope to walk this walk and to walk this daily walk in this world full of just spiritual warfare, uh, turmoil, so many things that the devil just wants to try to beat you up and, and, and beat you down and, and get a hold to you. And, uh, I love the Lord because He delivers my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling, and that I can walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And I believe that's that's the faith, the faith part of it. You know, He gives me the faith to make a walk and and, and make a stand for Him. Now, somewhere along there, I forgot to tell y'all something, but I'm not going to add it in because I really I really get off on the rabbit trail. But I was thinking about how the devil will make you think that the Lord's not answering your prayer. He'll make you think that he's not listening. He'll make you th- when you when your prayer's not answered and he says no, that's the devil telling you that he's not listening. The devil's going to tell you that he's not listening because you haven't seen the answer to that prayer. And he's going to tell you that uh, God's not listening to you and he's not going to answer that prayer and he's just, he ain't got time for you. He's going to tell you all the kind of stuff. And and whenever he does, you got to pull back and you got to sit back and you got to think about the times that he answered those prayers and, the time, and, and build your faith through all the things that you've been through before and believe that he hadn't brought you this far to drop you off and leave you. You know, he hadn't, he hadn't brought us this far. He hadn't helped me raise these six kids. You know, uh, with one income, you know what I mean? And, and made us happy and make us love one another. He hadn't brought us to this church 
and give us this church family, the love that we have for one another. Yeah, and give us Brother Ernie and Miss Betty and Shan and Michelle and all this stuff to drop us off. You know, we're here to glorify him and we're here to, to, to let him know that we love him and let him know why we love him. And, and when the devil puts those little things in your head, just draw back on, on what he's done for you and where he's brought you and what he's put you through. And if you don't know the Lord and you don't know Jesus, and I, I, I'm looking out through here right now and I, I, don't, I don't see that. You know, I, I believe everybody here knows it. And I think it's a good feeling whenever you sit here and you pretty much know. But if you have any questions or if you don't know Jesus or you don't know why he went to Calvary or you don't know what went on, get one of us and pull us to the side. You know, and uh, I, I guess that's about all I got. I was just really just why I love the Lord. And uh, because he hears you and he listens to you and he loves you. And that's, that's it. And he gives you Jesus Christ. And that's the number one thing. And uh, Jesus and Calvary. And that's it. So uh, what do we need to do now? Close in prayer? I'll close in prayer. Lord, uh, I thank you for giving me the privilege to stand here and speak your word, dear God. I just pray that, that what got out there was what somebody might have needed, Lord. I just pray that it will give them comfort and rest in whatever they may be going through. And anything that may come up in the future, Lord, I just pray that uh, they'll rely on you as I do, that I can't make it without you. I can't do anything without you. I can't even draw my next breath, Lord. I praise you today, Lord, and all that you've done. I thank you most of all for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name I pray. Amen.